Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. In the last episode, the final member of our team was introduced. We're tailing Alan Parsons, investigator for hire, as he follows the leads given to him by Sunny Day. Will he find the clues to crack the case, or will he find himself stuck at a dead end? Only time will tell as he navigates the complexities of security jurisdiction in the sixth world. Our GM is Max, and he continues to guide the story forward. Alan Parsons is played by Robin. We hope you enjoy listening. Alan! Alan! Alright, so, what do we want to do? Let's see. Well, first I'm going to go back to my place to see if I can figure out a connection between these names. Okay. You arrive back at your place in Tacoma. And by the way, the small section of town in Tacoma that you're actually in is called Milton. I think I just said that. Good. Yes. So you get back to your place. You drive through some suburbs. It's a nice little place to be. Basement of a house. What are you going to do? I'm just do a, run a quick search on all of them. So you're going to hop on your computer, your phone actually, and start yep. clicking away. What is your phone's device rating? Uh, probably really <laughs> All right. Do you know the it's unique? a metal link. All right. So, so both of your phones are metal links. Yep. That means it's a device rating of one. Okay. And so you're going to be doing a matrix search, if I remember correctly. Computer plus intuition, and okay. your metal links device rating represents your limits. So I'm not going to be able to find much. Nope. You could also probably go down to the public library. Yeah. Or you could go down to the police station if you don't want to use your phone in particular. Let's go down to the public library. Alrighty then. Public library is going to have a different rating. We'll say three. So that would be your limit for that. And it is computer plus intuition. Data processing is your limit. Yep. Go ahead, roll. Two successes. All right. This is not just going to be, hey, let's do every name. That's going to take forever. Yep. All right. Um, so we'll go with the second roll. Four successes is a, a lot more fun. So three is your max. Yep. And we'll say that. Actually, you know what? We'll we'll make it like a a long term thing. So each yep. one of these dice rolls represents an hour's worth of time. Mm-hmm. So roll one more time. Three plus two is five. There we go. Great. Eight. So minimum of seven is what I was looking for. So you start punching away. Three hours of searching. You're in the library hunting stuff down. Of all these names, you find information. Generalized information. This person's social media account. That person's reference to, hey, they did something. All very generic stuff. As far as it goes for the whole list of nine people that you have. Yeah, you find some of them actually are missing information. Like, some of them don't have date of birth. Or, you know, like voter registration. So there's holes in these identifications. It's a lot like looking at mine. Yes. So as you're starting to go through all these IDs and whatnot, uh, make a computer plus intuition roll again. This one limit is your mental. Three successes. All right. You're punching away, hunting this stuff down. da 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 and it becomes a little bit difficult to start using the computer. Computer kind of gets a little sluggish. Things kind of don't seem to be, as you're waiting for pages to load. Other people there, oh man, why isn't this thing? Oh, I hate using the public library. And it's not just you that seems to be suffering from a slowed down computer. Everybody in the public library seems to be suffering from a slowed down computer. Hmm. Now, 
I have a question for you. Which ID are you currently using to log into the public library? Probably Alan Parsons. So you're on Alan Parsons' ID at the library, not Wendell Pants. Yeah. Okay. I did it again, didn't I? Ponce? Yeah, like Ponce yes. de Leon. Okay, Ponce. I apologize. When I wrote it down, it looked like the word pants. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, shortly after everything started slowing down, computers all crashed. Whole library. Everybody's like, oh, what's all this about? I think he'd probably just close up shop and leave. Okay. All right, so the public library has run into an issue. It's not up and running anymore. But it didn't start until... About halfway through your list of names. Halfway through my list. To be specifically, it was that old Mallory name that you punched in. Mm-hmm. And you started getting back, like, some social media stuff and whatnot. You were doing some digging. You found a birthday. And that, that was the point. Maybe it was the name before that, whichever that was, you know. So... I'm going to get on my uh, Wendell phone and see what happens when I type in the last name. Okay. Go ahead and roll. You get one chance for a success. Yep. All right. You pop onto your comm link, start punching in the information. Doesn't seem to have that much of a problem bringing up the last few bits of information about this uh, old Mallory name or whatever it was. Uh, came up pretty quickly. Yeah, not a problem. Okay, go up one. See if that has any effect. Okay. You go up one phone, uh, one name on your phone, start hunting and, and pulling stuff up. Go ahead and roll again. Yep, I did. Ooh, more than half of your rolls are ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, I need some dice. What? Okay, look at your list of names, by the way, so we can pin down a name that we can start kind of staring at. Yeah, it was uh, Deborah Jennings. Oh, yeah, Deborah Jennings. So you're doing a look for a Deborah Jennings. Okay, so you're like, all right, let's go to Deborah Jennings, Hunting, Hunting, DTD. And all of a sudden, you, you're, as you're operating your tiny little meta link, you notice your phone's starting to get kind of warm in your hand. You hear some hissing noise from it. Uh, turn it off, turn it turn, off. Turn it off, turn it off, something. Shut it down. You start playing with it. By the time you're done, you're standing outside, I'm assuming, of the library because you said you were going to leave. So you're outside. It's got one of those green carpets, overhang, rain, parking lot, bus station nearby. And you, like, toss it off to one side. The phone smokes for a minute before it goes completely blacked out. It doesn't look that bad, but at this point in time, your hand has a, a definite warmness to it and some tacky plastic on it. I had better not need a shiny new phone. <laughs> but I think I've confirmed that it's that name that's the problem. Fair enough. This Denise? Deborah Jennings. Deborah Jennings. So do you have an idea what's going on here? My personal guess, he is coming across some sort of uh, interest. He's impinged on the interest of someone who is trying to stop information from Deborah Jennings. Okay. That's a, I, w- I would say that's a good, that's in the right direction. Yeah. There's probably more technical reason. No, no, that, that's pretty much, I, I would, I'm not going to say, yeah, you're right, because that's, a, that's poor game mastering on my part, but I, your character feels pretty strong that going through this list of names around Deborah Jennings, you hit that one, started doing some hunting, and the computers in the library kind of started slowing down and then went offline. Then you walked outside, got on your phone, and started doing the same thing, but then you hit Deborah Jennings, and then now your phone is a smoking, well, is a warm pile of metallic plastic over there. 
The good news. Let's say the phone is dead. Gone. You buy a new phone, 100 not a big deal. Yep. Then you transfer all the stuff over. The lifestyle, the sin, that doesn't have to be bought. Only the $100 phone. Yes. So at least I didn't lose the expensive part. Yes, the expensive part. The ID. <laughs> And yeah. the illegal part, by the way. Yep. I hate fucking technology. Pick up the phone, throw it in the trash. And... That's why it's called a burner phone. <laughs> That's why he used that one. All right, so what do we want to do now? Let's go to uh, the first apartment, since that's where Deborah Jennings was. All right, how do you intend to get there? Bus. <laughs> bus. Another one rides the bus. Another gets on, another gets on, another one rides the bus. Yeah. I'm going to keep that song stuck in people's heads tonight. Uh, do you want to make a stop by and pick up another Metalink and get it programmed for your Mr. Yeah. Windell will have another phone? Yep. All right. Not a problem. 100 more yen, and you have a new phone with Wendell's ID and lifestyle attached to it. Okay. All right. Um... Right across town is covered in your lifestyle. We assume with the low lifestyle you have, you have bus pass. You get a, So you pop on the bus, you ride for a distance, you get off at a radio shack, step in, grab yourself a Metalink. The guy's going to try to upsell you to a Sony Emperor. No. Don't worry, he glitched. Give me a headache. <laughs> yeah, actually he did. He got a glitch. I rolled three out of four dice. He got three... Uh, ones. So him just talking, trying to sell you the phone, gave you a headache. Without even turning the thing on. Without even turning the thing on. Vertigo. He walked over and immediately said, check out this cool new TV. Click, click, flashy lights, flashy lights. AR everywhere. This is stuff is great. You want to buy these kind of things. It's like, just give me the phone. Take my money. <laughs> you hop back on the bus, throbbing headache as the AR vertigo swishing over you. You even had problems getting your ID to swipe through the bus that you stumble in and have a seat. It is a nice, hot rain outside. Even for the early part of January, hot rain. So it's muggy, it's warm, you sit down, your clothes squish onto the bus, you're massaging your temples, you look up across the way, on the other side there's about two human thuggish-looking guys... And two orcs, a man and a woman, and they're kind of staring at you. I'm just going to stare back. All the, uh, I'm <laughs> trying to give the impression, if you are going to beat me up, don't. Don't try anything, because I am not in the bloody mood. All right, so you're going to try to, like, a, a staring intimidated at the crowd across from yeah, you? If you're going to beat me up, just please don't do it in AR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So you want to do a staring intimidator? Yeah. Do you have intimidate as a skill? Nope. Then you default onto your charisma, so you can't buy any success. Five dice. Oh, yeah. yes, your, your outfit. Oh, okay. All right, so you leer at them. They go back to their business and whatnot, paying you little to no mind. The bus ride from where you're at, and let's see, you guys met in Bellevue, stop at a radio shack in Renton... Bus drops you off in Tacoma, a few blocks away from the address that Sonny gave you. You walk a couple of blocks in the warm, muggy rain of Seattle. It's starting to downpour. So you arrive outside, kind of orangey, brown-looking, three-story apartment complex. You maneuver yourself to you find Building F, 
And it's not hard once you found building F to find out which one's been burnt out. First floor apartment. You can see that some construction work has been done around the entrance, but there's still a decent amount of tape. Window looks like it's brand new, but there's still no door. Just going to try walking right in. All right. You have to chew some plastic tape out of your way that says, do not cross. As you walk inside, it's uh, midday-ish. Looks like some construction work and cleanup has been done. Still sections of wall are burnt. Others have been replaced with plaster. It looks like they're just trying to do a cover-up job to make this place livable again. But you can smell it. You can smell burn propane and fixtures. The lights are blackened still hanging from the ceiling. Bare bits of uh, wood can be seen from stucco that the... Not stucco. What is that stuff called? Drywall. The drywall that's uh, fallen. There's a foyer area, a kitchen immediately to your right, and in front of you seems to be an open living room space and a busted-in glass door straight from the front door. Looks to be facing into a small hallway. Forward and to the left looks to go down to a section of the apartment that might be bedrooms, and that's what you can see from the front room. There is no furniture in here and mostly blank mopped up or cleaned up burnt marks everywhere. You can see from where you're standing a circular ring of burn where it looks like something round in shape might have burst and set fire and made a, like a nice star, starry looking burn marks away from something. I'm going to do both a perception and an, a sensing. All right, let's do the perception first. Three successes. Stepping into the kitchen and look around, you can see that you can see that there's a bar that opens up into the other room, uh, small, so it's like a window that looks in, and it's got damage on this side. You can see where the blast came through. As you step into the front room and begin looking around, a lot of repair work has been done here, and you can partially see down the hall. Doors are missing all through the entirety of the apartment, holes shredded here and there. And as you're looking around at different things, your eye, with three successes, catch something farther down the hall. Now, where the explosion happened, it was in front of the hall. So you kind of start, you can see down there, but there's doors, two to the right, one to the left. And you're in unknown territory, so you don't know how safe you really are. Where's your gun at? My gun is in a holster on my on my side. My staff is out and ready to reach. Okay. All right, the reason I say this is as you look down the hallway and you see something, looks like it's a bed in the wall above height, you hear something, not the room to the left, but the first room to the right, like movement, something shuffles. First things first, take out the staff, okay. check the gun, open the door. Did you want to sense before you do anything else? Yes, yeah, oh, okay. sense first. I mean, you could always just go charge in there. And this is, uh, whichever is higher, your mental or your social, as far as it goes for the limit on this. Uh, they're both the same. All right. Wait, no, the social is, social is seven, because of the suit. But the, the suit social limit bonus will not apply to your magic. Yes, I know. So they're both the same. Five? Six. Six. Good deal. All right, so, uh, you ascent, and as you're like, oh man, a sound, quick, drop quarter staff. Oh yeah, ascent. You see that there is a dog in the other room. Okay. Just a regular dog? Just a regular dog. The background count here, by the way, is a two in this apartment, which means any magical spells that you cast suffer a negative two dice pool. 
And this is not in the, the happy-go-lucky kind of background check. This isn't so much noise because someone won the lottery. This is bad things happened here at some point. Is it recent bad things or just a whole, a whole bunch You're, of... Yeah, but what's, what's your magical theory? Uh, magical theory is ridiculous for me. Four. All right, make a logic plus magical theory. Four successes. And it's based off mental. So you can assume by the training you've had, the explosion and everything else, that the background count of two directly relates to the explosion. Not from whoever would have been in here or the nature of the, but the people who live around it, being in the building itself when it went boom, has scared them and shook their nerves. Probably right after the explosion, the background in the area is probably like a three, maybe pushing it to a four in some places, but it's come down to a two at this point in time. People are still on edge. Put the quarter staff back, go back to investigating the, uh, what, I, what caught my attention. Okay. Walking by the door. Yeah. Walking by the door where the dog is at. As soon as it sees you, it starts growling and snarling at you. A uh, small, emaciated... Terrier. No, no, no. Um, pit bull. A small, emaciated pit bull. Brown and white in coloration. Hides behind a bunch of damaged furniture. Moving past it because it's, if it attacks you, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And it seems more hungry and scared. You get to the end of the hall where you begin looking at what looks to be something sticking out and closer examination, it is a piece of metal with whitish cream-colored paint on it. It's flat, kind of large, looks like it's wedged into the drywall and maybe a piece of wood. So that's probably why they haven't pulled it out because it's stuck in there pretty hard. Going to go over and look at it and look, see what I can gather from it. All right. You can gather that it's a piece of metal. You can see the paint coloration on it, which is white, mm. like an off-white, like eggshell with a little bit of cream in it. Is this like something that would be on the tank, or...? It looks like something that would be on the tank, like the wall of the tank, if you were to imagine a propane tank. Mm-hmm. What would... I'm trying to figure out what this would tell me. What this tells you is it affirms that a propane tank was used. You got a color for the propane tank, so you can kind of match things up if you actually see propane tanks in question. Yep. Most companies will have a standard picked color that they use. White, off-white, blue, red, um, plaid maybe. I've never seen a propane tank in plaid, but maybe Scottish propane tanks are plaid? I I don't know. He'd probably have that thought and then laugh. So it gives you an idea that this might, whatever, if you can a company might use the same color, you know, stuff or shack might only buy from one person and stuff like that. This might give you leads in the right direction. But it also sits there and tells you that the explosion was strong enough to shred the metal of the propane tank and send it flying down three meters worth of hull and embed it into a a four-by-four inside the drywall. I think I shall have to go to the next place and see there's a similar level of destruction Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The majority of this building is standing because it's a very large apartment and walls were blown out. You can definitely tell that there are holes all over the place. The wall between the front room and the kitchen stands pretty good, but the rest of the walls were shredded. All right. Um, I'm assuming you're done here. Yes, except for tossing a couple, tossing one of the biscuits I uh, acquired from the restaurant to the pit bull. All right. It will definitely take advantage of food. 
after a moment or two, and probably when you leave. Such a good person to offer a mangy mutt some goodies of yours. I like dogs. <laughs> real dogs. Not hellhounds? Hellhounds aren't real dogs? Uh, no, he might. I think he'd actually consider hellhounds real dogs. Okay. I think for him, real dogs are like not toy dogs. Ah, I see. All right. He, so, he does have a soft spot soft for... Soft spot for... All right. I mean, we already know that Alan has a really good soft spot for those people who are sufferers and stuff like that because you were trying really hard to save May. Ma. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yes. Ma. All right. So another one rides the bus. So you hop on the bus and now you're taking – your options are to go to Auburn, the a district in Auburn called Meredith, or you can go to all the way across town to Everett to where the condo was apparently burned at. Is Auburn one of the places that is anti-human? No. The the humanist, the anti-human people, where do they live at? For one, karma, anybody who's watching who knows where the majority of the humanist policy people, the anti-mutant... Poly club. Poly club. I'm butchering it. I do that on accident. It's not on purpose. Well, let's just not worry about that just yet. What would be the concern... If he were going to Auburn first, he would stay in the apartment, put on a physical mask, and go. If he were going to one of the anti, just put on a human physical mask and Okay. Go. Well, you can go ahead and do that. I mean, yeah. as long as you get an idea, hey, it might not be safe to not be a human in this area. I'm a human. Yeah. Well, I do have uh, city knowledge, which is... Okay. Was that there Auburn or Renton? You drive the bus, you arrive at Meredith. Meredith is a... This section of Auburn is a lot of businesses, factories, warehouses, stuff like that. Trains run in and out of this area. Small living communities. You find that the house in question when you arrive there, there is none. You find the spot, address and all, and you see the remains of a burnt out house that looks like it's been demolished. Piles of wood off to one side, concrete, but for the most part, not not enough to look like a full-fledged house. Okay. First, my physical, my physical, six six successes since I... Well, the limit on that one isn't your social or mental. It's actually the force rating on the spell. Uh, not, that's not physical mask. That's my physical look. Oh, perception, perception. Perception. Ah, yes. All right. Six successes. Great. You begin looking around through the rubble and whatnot, and you find another piece of metal similar to the one that you've seen in the last incident. But this one is not an off-white. It is a bit more cream in color. It's Renton, maybe. Okay. Thank you, too. Eakin. Man, you are on top of things. I owe you three karma. Um, This one's tan in color. So right off the bat, you think to yourself, okay, well, this might be from a different producer. But you definitely find that this place has been destroyed. You see bulldozer tracks, and there really isn't enough material here to actually make a house. So it got burnt down. Is there enough to know whether the force was the same as in the apartment building, and it's just the house wasn't uh, strong enough to withstand the force? By your characters, do you have any knowledge of construction work and stuff like that? No. Then it's just a logic test. Uh, we'll do a logic intuition, which means there's no limit. I'm looking for at least three successes in this one. Four successes. The house, no. The material looks old. 
you do a quick search online. The house that was here was built back in uh, 1990, so it was almost 100 years old. Yeah, no, this house was old, poorly constructed, and one quick propane tank explosion, it was gone. You can see that the nearby houses and trees and whatnot look like they might have sustained some damage as well. So yeah, house couldn't take it. Okay. So, it tells me that so far they have not varied their force, varied their technique. Yep. Next stop. Oh, wait, I'm going to essence. Good call. Three successes. The background count here is a three, and it is very strong, and you can sense something here, and I would say a presence. You have studied magical theory quite a bit, and although ghosts really aren't a thing, they kind of are a thing. A spirit is different from a ghost, and a ghost, or someone who has passed in an area, has an influence on that area, especially if their death was rather traumatic. And so you can sense that the background count of three is related to the explosion and someone dying here. Which I I knew someone died here. Exactly. So. Now, uh, real quick, I want a sideline note to talk about something called necromancy. You can study this, and if you become an initiate and stuff like that, maybe if you do some studying toward necromancy, this is where a necromancer would become invaluable because they could then begin speaking to those sensations, those long-since-dead things. Necromancy, on the other hand, is kind of looked down upon. Talking to the dead is creepy. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So. Next stop. A condo in Everett. Ah, yes. So, you jump on the bus, and you're riding. The bus comes up to a stop between Bellevue and Everett. And this is the stop at which it changes from going, and you're in night-errant control territory, that you're going into... Lone Star Control Territory. So as a standard, there's a checkpoint. What happens? The bus pulls up to the intersection. The doors open up and on the front and the back of the bus. And a Lone Star agent will walk into the front of the bus. Generally, someone in like a nice white shirt and a hat and a little scanner device is going to walk around and scan you guys real quickly to see who your IDs are. And at the other door of the bus, there's going to be a guy in padded armor and a shotgun, just in case he has to subdue somebody who's actually dangerous to be going into Everett. What ID are you going to run? Uh, Alan Parsons. Ah, shit, let me turn this one on. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, you get four dice. Yep. Versus their scanner, which gets four dice. I hope my four dice are uh, with me today. Yep. Okay. All right. We're going to take your first roll with, uh, and say the first four okay. dice. So one, two successes. I yep. got four, two, three, and three. No successes. All right, so the lady walks up. Hi, how you doing? Woo-hoo. Thank you so much, Mr. Parsons. Walks over to the next one. Hi, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? Walks down the bus, gets to the back of the bus. Woo-hoo. And the little thing makes an noise. The large man in the padded armor immediately jumps onto the bus, begins running to the back of the guy. says, no, no, this is a mistake. There's some quick rifle butt to the face, and then they drag him off the bus. They need to get in touch with the... <laughs> Yeah, the guy got his face messed up. I'm sorry, not a rifle butt, it was a shotgun butt to the face several times, and then they dragged him off the bus. He was some overweight, middle-aged-looking individual, pasty white, looked like he was a human, but had fake orc tusks in. You know, had a big ring-chin-beard thing going. Bus rides into Everett. A little bit of time. I don't actually know the sub-district, so I don't have that right now. Okay. 
and uh, but I do have a description of the place. Man, this is a nice place. <laughs> it's terrible they got firebombed. Um, you get up to the grounds in which the condo sits in. There's, uh, it is not just one condo. It's about five or six in a gated community. As you get up to the gate, the security guard asks you how he can help. Older gentleman, probably in his 60s, white hair, cheesy-looking white uniform, some sort of private security corporation, has a Lone Star symbol on it. He's got the little Lone Star badge. Well, say, Detective Parsons here to investigate, and I'm going to uh, also, let's do an intuition to see how much a reasonable bribe. Okay. All right, he says what? Ah, uh, Mr. Parsons, go ahead and let me see your ID. This guy seems Hi. pretty legit, maybe 500. Okay, so... Uh, do you want to bribe this security guard with 500 or just show him your license? What? Well, my license, and if that doesn't work... Okay. Because, you know, if, if it's... What is he going to do, pull his gun out on you? Then you just yeah. shoot him? I mean, this is a terrible situation. You're heavily armored to be here. Yeah. I'm going to roll for him. All right, now you roll for your ID. Okay. And remember, you get an extra two dice because you have your detective's license at level two. So you get a total of six dice. All right. He walks over, swipes it through, sits there and says, Not a problem, detective. I got all your information. I'm assuming this is some sort of level jurisdiction thing. I mean, my boss would be upset if he knew I was letting Knight Errant run around and do an investigation on one of our properties. But I don't want to get involved in the politics. So, uh, you know how that works out. Yeah, I smile and say yes. I slot him, uh, uh, say, 250. Oh, shit. That, that's a lot, just FYI. Yeah, okay, that, I'll slot him 100. Okay, he tastes it. Oh, Mr. Parson, uh, yeah. Let's see, he catches on quick enough. Oh, no, he glitched out. Uh, yeah. Rips out some papers. Oh, looks like I got that waiver information lost and starts shoving it into a, gar- a shredder. Go ahead in. I didn't see anything. <laughs> Rolling it up, <laughs> sticking it in his pocket. Gives the faint smile that says, oh, yeah. I am laughing my ass off inside. <laughs> yeah, basically, the, because he glitched, your presence here was never known. He's going to wipe it out of his computer system. Was never here. Did not see anything. No British elf. Came through. Oh, you took off your physical mask? Yeah. Okay. You arrive in the condo. It's nice. It's big. They even have moving sidewalks on the inside, moving, like, little walkways that go between the houses and stuff like that. And uh, they're covered. They have, in this area, it's a park. And because it's a because it's a rainfall, it's just like a nice uh, cold mist now coming in. They have a covered park inside this condo area that has like daylight simulation so that you can have a, go out and have a picnic even outside though it's raining. So you get up to the condo. It's not hard to find. It's the only one that's taped off. He gave, we'll say he gave you a key card to get in because he said it's been locked up. Yep. And, um, Blaze is demolished. It's a two story condo. Uh, a lot of the windows are smashed. Nothing seems to have been repaired. Walking in through the front door area, there's a, a foyer bigger than your apartment. You see the front room has damaged furniture everywhere. And the damage, the, the, the house itself, the condo itself, seems larger than the last two places. And the damage seems to be equated out. 
So you can see damage in this room, damage down the hallways, and stuff like that. Nothing has been picked up or touched. Everything almost looks as if it had not been moved in whatever length of time since the bomb has been set off. Okay, roll in my physical perception. Four successes. Walking around the place, you find fragments. The same kind of metal fragments, these are a different color as well. It's a pure egg white coloration. So this is maybe from a different location as far as it was purchased, but there's a lot of them. You find the burn mark represents, by best calculations, four propane tanks were ignited inside this building to cause damage and burn. Windows were smashed all over the place. Two of the tanks were lit up in the front room. One of the tanks was lit up in the garage area, and another one was set off in the second floor. Drywall demolished. Sections of wall blown to pieces, holes in the garage door. Almost every glass window was busted. And some of this glass is kind of uh, sturdy, that, that strong hurricane windows, you know? So whoever it was was definitely looking to do quite a bit of damage. Other important things. Unlike all the other locations you've been to, one of the most key important things you notice here are security cameras. Quite a number of them. Outside, as well as inside. Okay. Now, this probably goes directly to Lone Star Security Game. Probably or goes to the... Guard Shack. No, so the, the guard, the company that the guard works for, whatever, their subsidiary of Lone Star, so they get the vid, vid, footage first. Mm-hmm. So now I get to go cultivate Lone Star. Alrighty then. So, uh, after a, after a sensing, just to be thorough. A uh, background check once again comes around as a two. And I rolled four successes, so... You're, you're getting pretty skilled. I'm giving you bonus dice. Be- I'm giving mm-hmm. you bonuses in my head because you're looking at the same thing repetitively, so you're like, ah, I can kind of see what's going on here. Which is, I want. I, what I mostly want to know is anything out of normal. Nope. Nope, nothing... This place is fancy and awesome. I mean, you know, even though it's half burnt down and holes everywhere, this would be a still a nice place to live compared to, like, other places. All right, so how do you... Uh, we're, we're almost out of time. As far as it goes for karma, I'm awarding you one karma for being nice to the puppy dog and not kicking its butt. Uh, you could have, uh, or you could have tried to tame it and stuff like that. You were more interested in focusing on the task at hand, showing a level of professionalism as well as nicety. So you'll get a karma for being awesome. Enki will get three karma for helping out during the game. <laughs> very awesome. Thank you very much for that help, Deacon. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Awesome. So now the next part is to start building reputation with Lone Star. Now, remember, just kind of reference, Sunny's character did hand you two RFID tags that she believes were linked to the propane tanks at the first two sites. Mm -hmm. So you have that evidence as well to help you out. And you know people who know people. Yep. Alrighty then. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great night. listening to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick right up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. A big thank you to Joe from Relative Dimension for hosting our podcast. We'll catch you next week, chummers.
now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to original box set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with original box set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.